shining a spotlight on the news you won't hear anywhere else. Jason Rand. Jason Rand. Jason Rand. This story, it's not going to be on CNN. It's not going to be on MSNBC. The Rants Report on the Todd Herman Show. May not be perfect, but it's still the best government we have. For now. Now, just to be um, very careful here because i see jason everywhere at all times on fox news and radio everywhere else i just want to take a very extra special step and and just have you prove that you're the actual jason rants and not a rants clone i have perfect hair (laughs) (laughs) all right yes because the clones would in fact have uh uh, hair traded down through the cloning process therefore not perfect yeah they couldn't pull this off come on So what is this about? I'm not surprised. I guess I'm happy that you have the audio that a theory, because critical race, you know, Jason, it's a it's a scientific theory, is being taught in science classes in so-called school um, in the separate country of Seattle. Yeah, so students at Canyon Park Middle School, an eighth grade class, they're in their science class, and all of a sudden the teacher decides that she's going to turn it into a lecture on critical race theory. And we only found out because the mother, who's going to be on the show this afternoon at 530, happened to have her daughter in a remote session that day and she had overheard what was going on and she was quick enough smart enough to pull out her cell phone and start to record the lesson plan now in this plan the students were forced to watch a buzzfeed produced video titled what is privilege and it's one of those (laughs) lessons those workshops where adults are asked different questions uh based on their identities and based on your responses you either step forward to show you have privilege oh. or you step backward to show you do not have privilege and some of the questions are, are are you able to show your affection for your romantic partner in public without fear of ridicule ridicule or violence um can, can you go through the world without fear of sexual assault and so at the end of all of this what you think happens happens at the front is a white man to show he has the most privilege and in the back is a black gay woman who has the least privilege a black man was not far behind and so after Afterwards, you've got these kids who are given a worksheet called Wheel of Power and Privilege, where students are asked to either identify their own privileges or declare themselves marginalized and oppressed. And we we do, I think Alex has some audio from the teacher and her goals here. Has anyone seen anything like this? The Wheel of Power and Privilege? Um, In the center, these are the identities that bringing power and privilege. And then on the outside, these are the identities that are marginalized by systems of oppression, right? This is what we're working to dismantle. Which identities have caused you to experience oppression? Which identities would you like to learn more about? Maybe there's an identity that you don't recognize. You're like, what is that? Do you experience power, privilege, and oppression in different situations? Explain. And why is it important to critically reflect on our identities? Um, This work is not um, required, it is optional. I will excuse it if you don't turn it in. However, it is highly, highly recommended, okay? And I think this will also just set you up nicely for high school and just the world. And when you look at someone, remember that, you know, we all have all of these intersecting identities that because we are. I love that. So now we're teaching kids, when you look at people, make sure you judge them exclusively on how they look. 
unbelievable the degree to which people have put aside any any skeptical thought. I don't. I am not aware that I have ever identified myself. Do you identify yourself honestly? I mean, I want to explore this. Do you personally think of an identity or are there just things you're interested in and facts about yourself? How do you deal with that internally? I mean, it it is weird, I suppose. It depends on where you live and what you do for a living. You know, do do I identify myself as a conservative? Yeah, sometimes. Do I identify myself as a Jew? Yeah, sometimes. I'm both of those things. I don't walk around saying to myself as I walk down the street, I'm just a Jew who's a conservative walking (laughs) down the street. I don't don't do that. And I I suppose if someone were to, you know, be rude to me on the street, I don't immediately say it's because I have a Star of David around my neck. I, I just don't go there yeah. automatically. And I don't even go to the place where I'm a conservative automatically if I'm mistreated, depending on the circumstance. But what this is treating people is that if you are black, if you are dark skinned, according to this wheel of power, that if you are slighted in the least, even if it has nothing overtly to do with that, you are being told that that is the reason why you have just been slighted. And it creates, and in this video, there, there's a portion of it, and I hope people go to K. KTTH.com and check out the actual video. There's a portion in which the the, the person says there. What, what bothers them the most is there's not there's nothing you can do, no amount of hard work you can do to ever overcome the oppression that you experience because of your identity, which is the worst possible message to send to anyone, but especially to send to children. No, absolutely. And and this is why I I puzzle on how easy it's been or seemingly easy. It's been years working up to moving this down from the theory and the fun theory of classrooms in college down into the heads of eighth graders. But, man, Jason, we're watching this bear fruit in the most bizarre and, and truly disgusting ways. Tell my audience about this guy who is, I guess, an IT person. In his defense, he is a white dude with a ponytail. So he's got a lot of privilege because mm-hmm. the ponytail, you know, the hair, the whiteness. So he wrote a memo. He's a Seattle City employee, and he wrote a memo saying what about his fellow employees, Seattle police officers? Yeah, his name is Daniel Holmberg. He's a senior manager or management systems analyst at the Department of Finance and Administrative Services. He's a member of the Change Team, which is a group of staff members elected by their colleagues tasked with the department reaching its equity and anti-racist goals. He wrote an email to all staff titled, White Supremacy Thrives Without Consequences. And in this, not only does he label all cops or most cops white supremacists who purposefully target black people with uh, with, with uh, violence, he writes, and, and in, in seven seconds, you will realize how completely unhinged this manifesto is. Quote, when the arbiters of justice serve the false gods of white supremacy, they are not worthy of the power they wield. If police protection and restraint extend only to white people, they're no longer guardians. They're mercenaries and zealots paid in the wages of white privilege, inflicting their wicked commandments upon us. That is probably the least insane of this screed, which I have in full available at KTTH.com. I think it's important that people read this because this not only was sent to all staff, it was defended by the spokesperson for this city agency. I'm sorry, but if I was to do a search and replace um, black 
with whites, this person would in fact be fired, would in fact face a civil rights lawsuit. Um, and yet the city's doubling down on this. And I've called for, and I, I really do stand by, I, I believe that cops in Seattle, Tacoma, and Olympia are going to just have to have a week where they say, yeah, we're pretty sick. We can't make it in. Because defunding is not enough, attacking them this way. There's no turning back this mob mentality. And I'm wondering what would happen if cops just said, hey, you know what, for a couple of weeks, we're really sick. I have to say, I I cover this stuff a lot. This is kind of my beat. And I cannot remember the last time I heard from more pissed off officers. And not only are they speaking out publicly, but there's also members of the command staff who are speaking out publicly. And if everything happens the way I expect later on in the show, I'm going to have some breaking news because this is going to escalate. This is 100 percent going to escalate. I can guarantee you, based on the stuff that has already been leaked out to me from officers within the SPD, and I hope it does. I, I pray it does. I'm glad it will be because this cannot go unpunished. Now, we live in a city in which this probably will go unpunished, but I'm glad that the Seattle Police Department is fighting back, or at least individual officers are fighting back. Incredible. All right. So Jason Ranch Show, 3 to 6 p.m. here on KTTH, omnipresent on Fox News. And, of course, yeah, did I say 3 to 6 p.m.? I did here. And then uh, mm-hmm. Thursdays on the Todd Herman Show this time. Um, Jason and or Jason's clone, go with God's good grace. Thanks for coming on the program. Thank you. I'll let Jason know you said that. <laughs> Let's check traffic with Friday Traffic.